Look out! Look out! screamed Robin, her face twisting with terror. Richard, look out! Her wide grey eyes burned. Her cheeks were pale with shock. The golden waves of her hair seemed to fly as the power of the howling wind took hold of them. Richard! she screamed again. Richard, look out! Richard Mariner sprang awake from a brief, uncomfortable nap his mind still haunted by the vivid vision of his beloved wife's face. Uncharacteristically, he did not come into full wakefulness, but stared around, blinking, until he remembered where he was. Then, still subconsciously acting under Robin's nightmare direction, he looked out of the window and almost shouted with shock. The sleek Sukhoi Superjet 100 S7 Airlines aircraft swooped out of the low overcast that had shrouded it for the last hour or so as Richard had dozed, and all he could see terrifyingly close beneath the plane was water. Then the fuselage tilted further, and his exhausted gaze was dazzled by the sunlight glancing off the restless surface apparently inches beneath the port wing tip. His massive hands spontaneously closed on the armrests of his seat, and it was a testament to the men and women at the Sukhoi factory that he did not tear them free. But he shook himself at once, physically as well as mentally. "'Get a grip, for God's sake!' he growled. At the sound of his words, the hostess, hurrying to her seat for landing, turned and looked down, shading her grey-blue eyes with long, honey lashes. She had been covertly watching the massive passenger throughout the flight, fascinated by his size and by the aura of restless energy and power he exuded, the way his ice-blue eyes met hers on occasion, sending goosebumps down her forearms and inner thighs, for all that his gaze was distant and distracted. "'You wish for something, Captain Mariner?' she asked, her English throaty, and coloured exotically by an odd mixture of accents delivered in a husky tone that a number of men had found irresistible. Not Captain Mariner, sadly. He shook his head. Yet, he answered baldly. In his big navy blue British warm overcoat, his massive frame looked like the body of a great black bear wedged into a cage that was far too small to contain him, she thought, even though he had two seats to himself. A sudden dazzling flash of arctic light defined the angles of his face like a spotlight on a film star. The beak of his nose, the almost brutal mouth, the square dark chin— the fine white scar, like the dueling trophy of a Habsburg prince, along his cheekbone. She saw his eyes narrow as he read the Cyrillic letters of her name tag. Anna. Spazibo, Anna, he concluded. She continued towards her seat, with a little moo of regret, a sensual shiver, and a resurgence of goosebumps all along her inner thighs at the way he had growled her name from deep in his cavernous chest. It was men such as this who might offer her the next leg of her long escape from the Muscovite suburb of Kuntsevo towards the bright lights of some dream of a life like the one she saw in all the magazines. Richard watched the air hostess walk away, but his mind did not really register what he was looking at. As the nightmare vision of Robin's screaming face receded, he was too busy telling himself to stop behaving like a child. 
He knew very well the S-7 Siberian Airlines jet was not really about to hit the freezing southern outskirts of the Arctic Ocean. It was simply throttling back in its final approach to Pevek Airport. Richard was simply exhausted by more than seventy hours of travelling, hours that had pulled his increasingly weary imagination back in time from his current position as CEO of Heritage Mariner, one of the largest shipping companies in the world, to his earlier work with crew finders, when he had dashed all over the world at the drop of a hat, taking the place of navigating officers who had been hurt or killed mid-voyage, and needed replacing with the utmost urgency, usually within twenty-four hours. He had made it from London to Kerguelen Island in the Antarctic Ocean in forty-eight hours once. He remembered London City Airport to Chicago O'Hare and on to Thunder Bay in thirty-six. Gatwick to Gander in twenty-four. Heathrow to Hornmore.